Thank you for listening to the LU Moment, where each week we highlight the great events, activities, programs, projects, and people at Lamar University. I'm your host, Shelley Vitanza, the Director of Public Affairs at Lamar University. Thanks for listening again and again. We really appreciate it. We've got lots of things going on. You know, Lamar is winning in more ways than one. We'll start on the playing field. I just, you know, it's a busy, it's a busy time. We've got not only basketball and baseball, but we've got softball. We've got uh, tennis and golf and track. So I'm just going to kind of give you a, a brief of, of, of what's going on, um, but we're winning in all those areas. It's kind of exciting. Um, in women's basketball, we have won 16 of the last 17 games played. We've won 40 straight games at the Montaigne Center, and Chastity Bars is Eight steals away from setting the NCAA career steals mark. That is so exciting. Now, the men's, they're one of the hottest in the Southland Conference also. We'll close the regular season with two home games. So if you haven't seen this amazing team, you need to come. Stephen F. Austin and McNeese played the first uh, part uh, the 8th and 9th of March. And then um, we've had three consecutive winning seasons. Isn't that exciting? Coach Tick Price moved into fourth place. Place on the LU list for all-time wins, and uh, third on the list is Billy Tubbs. So that's some that's some good stuff. Now softball went five and one at the Cardinal Classic, and Kelly Meeson or Musen, I think is it how you pronounce it. Kelly Musen set the career RBI record at Lamar. In women's golf, they finished second at the Grand Canyon Invitational that was played uh, this past weekend, and Eva Martinez and Elodi Chapelet shot rounds of sixty-seven the lowest rounds of the year for the Cardinals. Really great stuff there. Now, in other areas, like student recruitment, just yesterday we had more than 1,600 people on campus, prospective students and their parents, for what we call our Cardinal View. That's where prospective students get to tour the campus. They talk to advisors, deans, professors. They learn about student programs and organizations and all that Lamar University has to offer. 1,600 very, very exciting. We hosted our first ever Black History Month celebration in the, uh, the last couple of, uh, actually last week. Um, LU's Office of Global Diversity and Inclusive Excellence recognized more than 200 African-American students for their academic excellence, meaning they had a 3.5 grade point average. They've been maintaining that, and they were recognized. It was a huge success. More than 300 folks were there. So that was really exciting. Our first one ever. We hope to continue that. And we hosted area junior and senior high school students for our 10th annual History Day. You know, more than half a million students around the world competed in a similar National History Day. Lamar is privileged enough to host the one here locally. And finalists from our National History Day will go on to compete at state. So we love having these these different um, students, area students, on our campus. We're going to have a big math competition in April, and we've always got uh, different um, organizations and uh, activities that are hosted there at Lamar University. So we're bringing in folks to get to see our our, uh, campus. And we embrace history, not just its teaching, but also its preservation. 
and I've got um, I've got Judy Lindsley. She is the director of the Center of History and Culture for Southeast Texas and the Upper Gulf Coast, and this is a fairly new center. You're um, you're the director, Judy. Thanks for being here. We appreciate your your time to tell mm-hmm. us all about this. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, Yeah, we've only been around a couple of years, but we've really grown since then. And that's exactly what we do. We preserve it. And 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 distribute it if you w- would want to put it that way. We make sure that people know about the history and culture of this area, and uh, really of the whole Gulf Coast from Corpus Christi to Pensacola. Uh, it's it's very broad mission, uh, but it needs to be because there's so many facets of of the history and culture of this area and it a lot of our programs are cross disciplinary they may uh have to do with the science uh, of of climatology or oil and gas or uh anything like that but also we have to do with social history for instance our program monday march 4th is about the world that made New Orleans and Mardi Gras, and uh, we're really looking forward Very to that. Very interesting. I mean, it, and it doesn't, that's not real specific to Southeast Texas, but Mardi Gras seems to be expanding. We're all participating in Mardi Gras now, but it's certainly Gulf Coast. Yes, absolutely, and and uh, if his book is any indication of his program, he's going to be really good. And his name is Ned? Ned Sublet. Sublet. Uh-huh. Okay, so why this particular program for the center? Uh, well, there's nothing more historical than New Orleans. I mean, it, it has absolutely <laughs> been since 1718, you know, part and parcel of of uh, uh, the history of this area uh, all the way. You know, the French settled it, and then you had the Spanish, and then you had the Anglos, and you've got the African-American culture and jazz. I mean, just bring it all the way up to the present, and it is absolutely It's a gumbo, ingrained. really. It the, is. Yeah, it's in it's, our DNA. It, it really and, uh, is. And so is that what the, the center tries to do? Do you host events to try to educate people about the history? I mean, what? how do you go about um, your mission? Well, really, in a lot of ways, and the field's kind of open, I'm sure we'll try to expand. Uh, but we do. We have programs uh, where people just varied things, music, uh, you know, anything, art, whatever. Uh, but we also uh, award fellowships uh, for research to faculty and community people and undergraduates and we give book prizes for books that relate to our subject and um, the you know like i say the sky and and the money we can get uh, are the limits because right. we want to we want to to call attention to everything that's going on and we want to reward people for uh, valuing it and preserving it. Too. And and how did you get into this, Judy? Give us a little bit of background uh, about you. You're well, you're you're an interesting person. Well, and, and all well in thank your, you. <laughs> the center's uh, great, but you're well, really interesting too. Well, thank you. Uh, it's well history. I think it's in my DNA too. And yes. and uh, I've always been interested in history and ended up getting a master's in history. And then have worked for the past 30 years at the McFadden Ward House in the interpretation and education. And when Mary Shear began this Center for History and Culture, I supported it wholeheartedly and enthusiastically from the beginning. And I, I think that's probably how I kind of 
fell into this job is that when she decided to retire, uh, she, you know, we talked about you it. You were kind of the natural, you yeah, know, and I was a parent, if you will. Right, right. yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I have loved it, and I'm still interested in all of the history of Southeast Texas. It's interesting that Lamar would see this as, as an important uh, task or mission. Um, what, why, why do you think that is, that the university would take this on? Well, I think, I think it is that they, they realize that this area has such a rich, diverse history and culture. If you think of all the kinds of food and music that we have around here, I mean, just that alone would be that. And Lamar has, you know, it started out as a technological school. And, you know, STEM subjects are the important things right now as far as, um, how colleges need to focus kind of to get focus. their students. Right. But I think Dr. Evans did not want to lose sight of the other stuff. I think he thinks it's important, and his his late wife certainly thought it was. And right. she encouraged all sorts of cultural activities and conversations and things like that. And I think, uh, I think that's one reason that Lamar thought this was important enough to... to create a center so let's talk about this event that you've got coming up it's march 4th Mm -hmm. and it's really two events because you've got the student event and then you've got the public lecture which i love you're you're appealing to the students because we're there on the university campus but you're also allowing the public to partake in these very cultural and uh, educational events so talk to us about what people can expect what what time is the public event uh the public event is from five to seven okay and it's in the rio event center which is the the building that's on Cardinal Drive now, and uh, it, uh, uh, as I say, we encourage everyone to come, uh, uh, and hopefully, uh, Mr. Sublet, there will be copies of his book available for sale, but you don't have to buy one, you know. It, and it's uh, the world that made New Orleans and Mardi Gras. It's actually, the book is just titled The World That Made New Orleans. Okay, uh, okay. T- his talk is going to bring in Mardi Gras, which I can guarantee you the book has too. But Sure, <laughs> sure. But that, that was a pretty good selling point since the next day is Mardi Gras. That's right. And, and That's right. Uh, we thought that would that would be good to, to hi- highlight and showcase. But yeah, we do try to involve the students. I mean, that's what Lamar is. Uh, It's the students. And uh, we want to encourage them to have an interest in history and culture. Right. So they're they're the future people who will be taking care of Lamar and, and our community, and we want there to be an awareness of it. That's great. So it's a book signing. The author will be there, and he mm-hmm. will speak about the book. Mm-hmm. And so people can come and uh, get a book and have yeah, it signed and, and right. meet the author. Have a little refreshment and enjoy. 5 o'clock, March 4th, right there at the Rio uh, Event Center on right. the Lamar University campus. Right. Right. Very good. All right. And you've got some other things coming up that we're going to we're going to bring you back, Judy, as regularly as we can. Oh, so you can tell us about uh, the different the different events that you guys are all hosting. Well, thank you. I'll be happy to. Yeah, good. All right. Thanks for being here. And um, we'll we'll bring you back. Any interesting tidbits you want to any interesting historic information? You got some just off the top of your head. That's that is a did you know kind of thing. Uh, I'm putting you on the spot. Now. Well, and yes, yeah, you are. Uh, <laughs> but that's all right. Uh, that that. Uh, uh, in uh, the 50s, uh, and this is, oh, I would encourage everybody to like us on the face, our Facebook page oh, because great. we do post things from time to time. And one of the recent posts had to do with um, 
Elvis Presley coming to Beaumont. Oh, my gosh. And with the Louisiana Hayride and oh in the gosh. 50s. And this was before he was big. Uh, but So he, if we go on your came. Facebook page, Center for, Center History, for History and Culture, Culture. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll give us little tidbits like that. Right, right. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, and they are. There are plenty. There were, there were things going on in Beaumont always. So. Still are. Mm-hmm. Love That's it. That's true. All right, Judy, thanks so much. Good information. Thank you. Okay, now we're going to do something a little bit different on the LU moment. I haven't done this before, but I plan on doing it at least once a month, and that is to convince a student to come on air with me, and I've done that today successfully. Hannah Rumsey is here, and she is a, a it's a business major, right, Hannah? Uh, yes, I'm a double major accounting and finance. Double major. Okay, so I brought Hannah not only because <laughs> she's so incredibly successful, but she loves loves LU and she's surprised she's surprised at how much she loves it because it wasn't your first choice it's not what you wanted to do was oh, it oh no coming well it had a lot to do with the stigma around the mark I graduated from Lumberton High School in 2017 and graduating towards like the top of my class it's you want to go anywhere but Lamar you want to go to the big schools A&M UT Baylor you don't want to stay at Lamar because it had the stigma of you're going to be very stagnant and you're not going to succeed and so when I was given a full scholarship to go to Lamar, it kind of changed things because... <laughs> because your parents said you're going to yeah. Lamar. <laughs> yeah. And, well, it's, it's, it's hard because, you know, now I had that dream of going to like another school or now I'm given the opportunity to graduate debt free. Right. Which is very, very like... That's compelling. A big advantage. Yes. <laughs> right. And so I ended up choosing to go to Lamar and going into it, I was very, very reluctant. But I honestly really couldn't have been more wrong. I guess I went in just as an accounting major, um, just going in plain and simple. Let me knock this out. Exactly. And from the moment that I got on campus, it was very evident that it's So you live on campus? Yes, ma'am, I do. And that's, again, like that's in my scholarship as well. Okay. And so from like the moment I got on campus, it was very evident that it's very obtainable to do more than just go to class ah, and so even with there's a like, lot going on exactly and so even in my first semester being at Lamar uh, I was able to get in touch with the dean of the college knowing him by first name being able to do funded research from the college first year first semester wow first wow. semester in college yes um joining a sorority mm-hmm. joining clubs and just really being able to put yourself out there the moment that you come in. And the thing that a lot of people don't see about Lamar is how easy it is to excel if you want it. And that's the biggest thing that I would advocate because I'm now in my fourth semester and I know professors in my department that I've never even had. They know me by name. The dean knows me by name. I'm doing funded research um, to go to Spain. So I'm getting paid to go to Spain all summer and study. And that is so exciting. What are you researching, Hannah? I am looking at strategic planning of nonprofit organizations and doing a comparison from uh, the structure of the nonprofits in the U.S. to Spain. Now, do you speak Spanish? A very, a little bit. I'm getting there. I'm getting <laughs> there. It. You're I'm working on there. that. And in addition to double majoring and all that, you're learning Spanish. So what are you yes. double majoring in? Are you still doing accounting? So, yes. Yeah, so I'm a double major accounting and finance. And then I also have two minors, which yes. is Spanish and business law. So Again, something. Throw that Spanish in there. Yeah. <laughs> Again, something I wouldn't be able to do at a bigger school. Like, Why don't you think you'd be able to do it at a bigger school? What do you think would be. Uh, What are some of the limitations you think uh, from the bigger school? So I would say the biggest thing is that 
especially so my t- two majors being accounting and finance and then business law being one of my minors all being in the same department they're very good about working with me to get a kind of a combination they'll let me they're like okay we'll like take this class instead and we'll like we'll count it and so they make it work to where I'm not taking classes that like repeat uh, and they want to okay. make like my specific schedule work for you yes for your for your needs and what you want to take exactly and also like even just like the close proximity of departments on campus helps because I'm able to take I'm able to go from you know accounting I can go take a Spanish class I you're can, not having to run know, a mile exactly in between classes exactly with, with, with books and all kinds of stuff and what about yeah. the research I'm not sure research happens that early on at a, at a bigger school oh definitely not so I got into research through being in the honors college and they advertised for it and I was like okay well I'll try it um I think a lot of students at Lamar even you know students attending don't realize the opportunities that are given because if you reach out, there are professors who have interests, and then there's money allotted for people to go study and go do. And so I was able to do a project my first semester. It was starting my first semester and went into my second um, in the statistics department, which isn't even... What was the project? It was looking at different, like, cell phone risks and, like, if you did different things with cell like, different... Hard to explain. Like, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Just looking at like different cell phone habits and how they affect your risk as a college student of huh. having your data breached. Interesting. And so, yeah. And so it had nothing to do with like what I'm doing as a major, but. Right. Even, but it was like, research. The opportunities there to like go and do. Yeah. Something I would never have even thought about doing. That's great. And so you do. You're in a sorority. Yes, ma'am. And you're involved in some other organizations as well. Yes. So I am one of the vice presidents of my sorority. So even it's very easy to be able to get those like bigger positions be able to like make an influence i'm also the president of the advisory council for the college of business i'm a member of the honor society and i'm an honors of the accounting i'm a member of the accounting society and so it's very easy to get very involved and you're headed to spain in what 10 weeks or so yes i go at the end of may the end of may that's awesome and you'll be there for how long I'll be there for about four to five weeks, and it's completely paid for. That is wonderful. something I would never, ha- I would never even have like been able to dream about an opportunity to go do something like that if it wasn't for the opportunities that were given to me. That's that's wonderful. So you love Lamar. You're happy, yes. happy. Yes, that's it's great. it's very different from the experience I thought I was going to get. And what I would tell people is that the stigma around Lamar and Beaumont in general could not be more wrong if you're willing to reach for those opportunities. That's great, Hannah. Love 100%. your story, and we're so excited. And I know, you know, one day we're going to say, "Oh my gosh, Hannah Rumsey, there's one of our amazing alumnus." And uh, so, it's uh, it's great to have you, and we appreciate you uh, being willing to to share your experience there on the LU campus. Come back, come back, and uh, after you get back from Spain, you're going to have to come back and tell us about it. Of course. All right. Very good. All right. Let me tell you a few things going on, on the campus. You may want to participate in our Cardinal Jazz Orchestra Spring Concert Video Gamer jazz they're going to play video game music you know like mario brothers and stuff like that in a jazz concert i love it 7 30 on march the 5th it's in the rothwell recital hall and uh, it's free and open to the public and then of course save the date march 5th when lu basketball takes on mcneese for the final games of the season women at two men at 4 30 the 8th 9th and 10th lu baseball will take on Stephen f austin at vincent beck stadium and softball women take on abilene christian you 
University College, I'm sorry, Abilene Christian, uh, the 8th and the 9th. And finally, I'll remind you on March 4th at 5 p.m., the public lecture, The World That Makes New Orleans and Mardi Gras. That's the lecture, the book by Ned Sublet, who will be here, um, is The World That Makes New Orleans. That is going to be a great event at the Rio um, Administration Building in the Event Center. I'm Shelley Vitanzi. You've been listening to the LU Moment. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.